also remember the first time or maybe not the yeah I actually think it was the first very first thing that opened my eye to um, entrepreneurship Um, I I think I was just out of working at Ruby Tuesdays and I was looking to build a resume of my two jobs or three jobs I had before but I was in the serving industry and I was looking to get a job at NC Machinery also known as CAT um they had my grandpa knew somebody uh through work friend or whatever that worked there and he said well you have to get a resume together and you have to go down there and uh, it was for being an operator, um, and I worked a switchboard, which is so amazing uh, to think about. But uh, I did. I worked at the front desk, and I was a switchboard operator for, um, I believe it was Washington, Idaho, and somewhere else. And so I would direct calls, and I had a huge stack of invoices every day. You went through and dispersed them in the mailboxes. And um, anyway, so going back to the first idea I had about entrepreneurship, um, I uh, did like a Craigslist search or something because Google search wasn't really big back then either. The internet wasn't a big deal back then, I don't think, or maybe starting to, but it wasn't, everybody wasn't on it, and you definitely weren't on your phone, like, at all. Um, I walked into this resume office, and a a younger girl, she must have been in her 20s, uh, was a little, uh, in a, like, kind of like a strip mall area, I feel like, and she had a little waiting room, and I waited, and then she brought me back to her little office, and I remember she was younger, she looked really cute, and her office was decorated super cute, but what stood out in my mind is like, oh, what? (laughs) She had this leopard, not leopard print, zebra print chair. And I remember she's talking to me and I'm so distracted because all I'm laser focused on is this chair. And how does she have this chair at her work? Like it's so trendy and cool and I've never even seen a chair like that. Um, And how is she allowed to do that? I think that was a big thing for me was I didn't, couldn't even comprehend how people, when I came to Ballard or Seattle and I'd be on a lunch break or something with my boss and there were just a bunch of people out mingling, having lunches. And I'm like, how do, how are they able to do that? Because I'm just stuck in this rat race of, of, you know, the nine to five or picking up everybody's shift because they didn't want to work. Um, and I just couldn't see a way out. But if I look back, there were always these little drops and little hints of, I really believe God showing me what is possible, what is possible beyond my own thinking of a career or a way of life. Um, And it always reminds me at different phases in my life, even right now after 10 years, 
I look back and I'm like, wow, I should have done things much differently. I should have planned things much differently. And you you hit that reset button and you start to see these little signs when you identify what you want. Um, And so, you know, in the early stages, I hadn't identified entrepreneurship because I, one, couldn't even spell the word, uh, two, had no idea what it was, and that word had never been used in my lifetime. It had never come up in conversation. My family was military and, and heavily influenced in Boeing, and so, you know, that never came in my realm. I think the biggest dream my mother ever had for me was that I would work at a place serving where I would make really good tips, you know, because for her, that was where she made that hard, cold cash, and and it was very different from her military career. And so I think that, you know, that was kind of her breakaway out and that was her biggest dream for me. I think I don't I don't know if she ever had a dream for me as to who or what I would be in the world as an adult. And in your teens and early 20s, you have no idea either. It's this whole discovery frustration process where you can't really uh, dress at Forever 21 for work, and you definitely are not ready to dress uh, at Ann Taylor for work. So you're kind of just, you know, floating in between of of finding everything about you and what excites you. And, and one of the biggest blessings in my 20s was being in my 20s and and just going for it, you know, not afraid to fail, not afraid to mess up and just throwing yourself out there is the best thing that you can do as an entrepreneur and get clients. You know, at the time when I started my business, there wasn't this huge social media thing. There wasn't a huge online presence. What was important Uh, in business was reviews. You know, what are people that have worked with you, actually worked with you, what do they have to say about you? Um, And that's kind of going into the topic of of what really matters in business versus what's distracting. Um, But just going back to, I guess, reeling it back to, um, you know, uh, dropping hints, like paying attention to the hints in your life and what things can you look back on and string together and say, oh, you can actually kind of connect the dots, literally A, B, C. And if you do that, and if I did that, I think that chair, as silly as that was, I thought it was so cool. She was so cool for having that chair. And I dreamt that one day I would have an office space that was decorated exactly how I wanted it. Um, And that was point A. And I can start to connect point B with, you know, how are people out in the middle of the day living their life and not at work? You know, how did they, how are they doing that? That was point B. Um, And you just start going from there. Um, but listening to the little hints in your life that are that are trying to show you a different way. 
Um, point three for me was the gentleman coming into the gym. He owned a comic store business and it blew my mind. Like, you know, in 2006, this dude is selling comic books from his basement and he's supposedly making a lot of money on eBay just doing that. And it just blew my mind. And, you know, I had mentioned to him, like, I would just always love to own a coffee shop. And I remember he was out scouting places around town. And he's like, check this out, check this out. And I had no idea about anything, you know, and just going out and looking at places, that kind of law of attraction, I really believe as well, is I drove to these places where he thought a good coffee shop would be or a potential coffee shop would be and just going there and feeling it and imagining it, that really does do a whole lot to put yourself in that position. And then the third or the fourth and final thing for me that really just launched it and I finally said I'm doing this was from watching the Oprah Winfrey show because again I kept banging my head against the wall um, you know trying to find a job trying to find a path or career that just felt authentic to me and that I wasn't dreading going to every day Um, and then it wasn't just a paycheck and I just numbed myself through it because that's really what I felt at the time. I just was numbing myself through every day to live for the weekend or the one or two days I could spend, you know, with my boyfriend at the time. And I watched the Oprah Winfrey show every single day at four o'clock. That was my, that was my breath of fresh air in, in that rat race life. Um, and you know, at that time, what a blessing she was promoting the live your best life series. And I looked at my life and I thought, is this my best life? Like I'm very, I've made it out of town. I, I'm doing things. I have a good job. We have a cool apartment in the city. We have cars. Like we have these things that people would think, oh, you're doing good. But is it my best life? Like if I were to take the biggest leap would I be okay? What does that even look like? And as I kept listening to Oprah and watching her show, I was just getting reinforced and reinforced and learning about the law of attraction and learning about self-awareness and just diving full force into these things. And I remember one day, Peter Walsh came on and he had the hit show Clean Sweep and for me it was like that's it that right there is what I want to be a part of people were crying and hugging each other and he would go in and organize and make over their homes but from an organizational standpoint so he had a reason why he did certain things Um, so it wasn't just like a makeover show. It was all about organization and how to maintain it and implementing it with your children. And I just ate it up because I came from a home of, of hoarding with my grandmother. My mom, when I was younger, she kept a very beautiful, clean house. Um, but my grandparents were always you know, uh, had this hoarding mentality. And I thought if I can tackle my grandma's closed door room, closed door room 
is a room you don't look at, you don't speak about, and you just know it's a disaster and you try not to go in it. Uh, and maybe your family knows about this room, but you just, you just don't talk about it, don't look at it, don't speak of it kind of thing. And so I thought to myself, if I could just tackle her closed door room, if I can do that, I can do this. I can make a business out of this. I can make this work. I can figure it out. For me, I needed that physical reinforcement of it really being a reality for me. And so I started with my grandma and I made some Craigslist ads. And I thought, again, like my mother had taught me, you know, in the service-based industry, if you make a hundred dollars in a night and tips, that's good. Like that's a good night. Right. And so I had that same mentality and I just thought, okay, if I will work however many hours, I will figure it out. I don't even know, but I'll make this Craigslist ad to say, I'll come organize your home or a room. Uh, no time limit, but I just want to make a hundred bucks. Cause I thought, well, that's gas, that's food. I work X amount of days. That's good money, right? So that's how I started. And every person I worked for, I asked them to review me. Um, And so it kind of grew from there. And I started learning systems and that. So that is really the A to B, you know, A to Z of where I started and how I started. Um, And looking at the little threads in your life that, that lead you there. So really listening to to God, I believe, as he's, as he's showing you these things that excite you. I think that's the big key. What is exciting you? What do you see that you're like, ah, oh, yes, ah, oh, oh my gosh. Like, you, there's not a whole lot in life, unfortunately, that gets you that kind of excitement, right? And so for me, it was that zebra chair. I was like fixated on it. Like, how do I get a zebra chair? How do I get a boss that allows me to do it? You know, and later in life, I created many apartments, uh, second bedroom with cool offices. Like that was a thing for me. Like I needed that space, that creative zone. I needed to hold on to, hold on to that excitement. And for me, it was creating a really cool office space. Um, so yeah, I hope that inspires a little bit.